0: Every heart, every woman. Ooh. Every heart, every woman. It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. to move forward as we share our life experiences. Welcome to the show,
1: everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview for today, we're going to set the tone just like we always do with a little bit of live music. This is Closer Walk With Thee. It is performed by a group that I am a member of called For Change. Sit back and enjoy. Well, welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. I hope you enjoyed Closer Walk. With thee. Well, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries. Just go to their website, loveministriesbuilds.org. Well, I'm very excited about our interview for today. We are welcoming back Latorla Jones. Latorla has her uh, bachelor's in social work, and she's also working on her master's in practical theology with an emphasis on teaching ministry. Latorla also oversees the Children's Youth and Young Adult Ministries with her husband, Spencer Jones, at Encounter Church in Benbrook, Texas. LaTorla is a licensed minister and also an ordained elder. Thank you so much for being here, LaTorla, and welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Carla. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Well, we truly appreciate your time. And as you know, and we've had conversations about this, but as you know, um, our world is, you know, going through all kinds of different things right now. Not only are we in the middle of um, really staying at home and trying to teach our children to wear masks and, you know, make sure we're washing our hands and sanitizing our hands for COVID nineteen. Now, all of a sudden, um, on the news and right in front of us, this is happening right in front of front of us. Um, it seems as if you know we get up one day and you know get up every morning i guess not one day but we get up every morning and there's more news about um you know r- really racism is is what we are are dealing with and everyone is kind of at different places with this you know some yes, families so. are saying you know we aren't racist and so we we haven't talked to our kids about this. You know, our, our lives have always been open to all different uh, races. And so, you know, we haven't talked to our children about this at all. Um, and then and some families are saying, you know, yes, we know that racism exists, um, but we don't know what to say to our children. So we haven't said anything. You know, we're looking for more information. Uh, some people, some families are, you know, Outrage! They're looking at this and thinking, I thought we dealt with racism in our country, you know, years ago with the civil rights mm-hmm. movement. And so now it's popping back up again and we're outraged, but we don't know what to do. Um, some young people, um, especially young people of color, have always had to deal with racism, subtle forms of racism. Um, They've always had to have these conversations with their uh, parents about how you act in society and, you know, how you dress and these kind of things. And there is a level of fear, you know, Mm -hmm. um, with, with some young people. So, LaTorla, I I really wanted you to, to come on because we really, we want the show. We want Every Heart, Every Woman Radio to be a tool that equips, um, you know, equips everybody to have these conversations with our young people. Um, because we've said on, on an earlier show, you know, the Lord created all of us. We are all his children. Mm-hmm. He's created all of us um, equally. Um, he, and, and so if some of us are, are dealing with a level of fear, then he's, then he is, you know, of course, walking with us and trying to walk us through that fear. And then, if some of us are thinking, "Well, I want to join the conversation, but I need more information." The Lord is there, um, and the Bible speaks on this. And so, there, there's information there. So, I wanted you to, to, you know, kind of come on the show and really um, add to the conversation, but the biblical um, perspective, because. All the, you know, maybe not all the things that we have seen and heard and have learned uh, may not have been actually, you know, a, a biblical perspective. And I know right. that through your work with young people, that you have had many conversations um, with, you know, teenagers and young adults. And um, I, I really would like for you first to give us a framework of those conversations and what, you know, what are the young people dealing with during this season?
2: Okay. Um, Oh, you said a lot, Carla. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what are the young people uh, dealing with during this season? Um, I would say that uh, the majority of my conversations have been um, from one extreme to to the the next, Um, starting with um, the quarantine and having to be in their home, um, having to change basically how they live, um, that has been stressful on our young people. Um, that has been um, pretty much, I would say, at the forefront front of some of the young people. And then, when I talk to other young people, it is the racism. It is the lives that are being taken, the injustice that is occurring um, in our world today. And so. I think that one of the main things that we need to do is to give them a place where they can talk. Um, and they'll tell you what's on their heart. They'll tell you what's on their mind. Um, and that's what I've, I've realized, that our young people are stressed. They want to get out the house. Um, they don't want to live in fear. However, um, everything that they turn on on the TV is talking about Um, The virus is talking about how many lives have been lost because of the virus. Um, It's talking about um, social distancing and all of those things. And so our young people are um, overwhelmed with all of that. In addition to that, they are experiencing, I would even say, kind of uh, an identity crisis where um, the ones that I've talked to that are African-American, that are Black, uh, they have issues, um, with what's going on in our world today. And when I say issues, they're struggling with being able to come to grips with racism, injustice, and wait a minute, I'm black. And so what, what does that mean for me? And so that many of them have experienced, um, incidences, uh, where they have been, uh, racially profiled, uh, whether it is uh, by the police or whether it is going into a, um, a grocery store or even a department store and someone following them around because they're black. Um, and then realizing that, um, they don't have to do anything wrong. It's just because of how they look. Um, I've had one young person, um, talk to me about an interview and how that interview, um, she felt like she was, um, being judged because of her appearance which basically meant that because you're black, I just wanted to, you know, see, you know, how you present because you're black. Um, And so I talked to that young lady and she had some issues with that. Um, She was hurt. Um, And I think many of our young people are hurt because they have to justify being the color that they are. Um, And that's hard. It's hard to wake up. And to understand that because of the way I look, because of the color of my skin, um, that I can be denied um, certain things that other people are not, or that I can be judged without even uh, saying a word, or that I can um, not have the opportunities available to me. Um, And then um, the drastic part of that is my life can be taken. Um, I have a lot of young men that I've talked to um, that have been maybe pulled over by the police um, and have been told the stories, well, this is what you do and this is what you need to do when you're pulled over by the police. And so they go through uh, these, uh, put your hands on the dashboard and don't you know make any sudden moves um, and then make sure you say yes, sir, and, and no ma'am and, and all of these things um, so that they can leave with their lives. Um, I think it's, it's hard um, for our young people to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly,
1: we, we have, you know, my Roosevelt and I, we, we have a son. So we've had those same exact conversations um, with him to, you know, I don't know it. It, and, and unfortunately, even in 2020, we, st- we have to continue to have um, those conversations and, and, and it really breaks my heart to know that young people have to um, live with this fear, and because of everything that's going on, and it is on every single station on the TV, you know, um, they are just living living in that. So that that truly breaks my heart. But I'm glad that we are now having these conversations, so that the world can be informed, and that. We can, um, we can be a part of solu- solutions and change and and things like that. And I have said several times that I truly believe the body of Christ, the church, needs to be on the front forefront of this. And because we have, you know, uh, we have a message. We we have Jesus Christ. Like we all have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and so we can be a part of. Um, affecting change. Um, Latora, let, let us know like in these conversations, what what if anything, has been able to um, calm fears for you know for these for our, our young people? Um, or, or what is what is the message that you are sharing with the young people?
2: Um, the message that I, I try to share with them is that first of all, it's okay to feel, Um, whatever it is you're feeling. Um, Don't feel ashamed. Don't feel bad about um, you um, having various emotions. So if you're angry, I'm going to tell you, um, it's okay to be angry. If you are um, hurt, I'm going to tell you, it's okay to feel hurt. Um, If you are um, anxious or fearful, I'm even going to say that I understand um, where the anxiety would come from, or I understand where the fear may come from. Um, and then I'm going to comfort them with uh, the word of God. And so if it's fear, um, I talk about um, the scripture uh, in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Um, God is not giving you a spirit of fear, um, but a power, love, and a, a sound mind. And so we really talk about that so we can understand, well, where is that fear coming from? First of all, this is not from God. And, and we see that. Um, and then the other thing, if they're angry, um, allowing them a place to uh, get that anger out. And so to say what they need to say um, or to um, if I'm talking to them in person and if they start, you know, crying or if they feel like they want to hit a wall, um, I would allow them to do that and then talk to them about, OK, what are you feeling? Describe to me what it is you're feeling so we can pinpoint where is that anger coming from and then what about that uh, causes you to be angry. So you're angry because of racism. You're angry because of injustice. Well, even going deeper, uh, well, why does that make you angry? Well, because it makes me feel like it's not okay to be me. It's not okay to be Black. It's not okay to be a Black young man in this world. Um, Or if it's a female, it's not okay to be a young female in this world. I have to go out every day in fear for my life. If I come across a police officer, or even if I come across an older, um, maybe Caucasian uh, male or female um, in a superior position, well, I have to be less than. Um, And so just be allowing them to talk about uh, those types of emotions and feelings and then help them to process. Um, That's a good word, process. They got to go through that process of of feeling, of, of thinking, and understanding, and then Say to them, okay, so how are we going to uh, respond in a way that is healthy for you? Okay, you can't go out. We can't go out and just um, throw things at people. So how are we going to, um, in a healthy way, allow you to let that out? Um, And so we talk about different things that they can do to help the situation. and get involved in standing up for your rights and the rights of others. Um, And so we talk about things like if they're um, eligible to vote, we talk about getting registered if they're not registered. Then we talk about um, looking into uh, different things. And then also we talk about um, the peaceful protests, um, if that's something they want to do. Or we talk about social media and how can you use social media platform um, instead of um, saying all these divisive or hurtful things Um, to other people. What's a way that you can communicate in a positive way uh, what the right thing is to do? And so um, hopefully I've answered your question, but yes, I give them space and time to process. And then always um, when I'm given the opportunity to give wisdom and then with that, to give the truth from the word of God, from scripture. Um, And to let them know that no matter what other people think about you, God loves you and he loves you this much that he would give his son to die on the cross before you, even when you were a sinner. Um, And so your value is not steeped in what any other human being thinks about you. It is strictly on the value that God thought you were worth it that he sent his son for you to die and to give his life for you. And so that is the message. Um, that is the encouragement that I can give for the young people um, today, is that their hope, their the uh, confidence, the esteem has to come from God alone. Um, and I think that with that, they get a, a, a sense of Hey, this is who I am. This is how God created me. He could have created me um, any other color, but He created me this color, and so I can take pride in who I am and who He's created me to be. Um, and then we can take some other steps. Then we can give some other truths um, as they continue to walk out uh, this life.
1: Yeah, I think what you've just said really. I I hope this is you know from my heart that this would give every parent um or every adult um kind of a pass to say you know listen i really do know how to join this conversation yeah. like it's really steeped in the fact that we have a loving savior and so yeah. we really do know what to say we really do know what to do um i love that you're saying that you give them permission to you give our young people permission to feel you know, acknowledge their feelings. We, that's something that we all teach ourselves, um, in any kind of situation. So what, what, I guess the bottom line of what I'm saying is that I want every American to, to, to feel like, you know what I have, I have the answer. This, this is not too big for me to join in the conversation let me check on the young people in my household in my that are you know in my circle um and see what they're feeling give them the opportunity to talk give them the opportunity to share um because at the at the heart of this what we want is to acknowledge that everybody feels differently about what's going on in our world right now um I know my young people, you know, they were, uh, you know, Naomi is a senior Uh, that just graduated. And so she was already dealing with so much disappointment. And um, we literally had to give her, like, the floor and the space. Like, talk to us about the disappointment that you did not get to finish everything that you um, desired to finish for your senior year. And we got to the point where she said, "Okay, I think I'm she talked about it and she said, "Okay, I think I'm ready to let go of the um of of the disappointment of, you know, what I thought my senior year was going to be." Then we celebrated her and she was able to move on, you know, yeah. out of that. And so it is so important conversations are so important. And I have said this several times Even if you feel like you're going to do, do, um, say something wrong, go ahead and have a conversation (laughs) because it really does help our young people. So they're dealing with that and, and now, you know, um, racism. And so even if the young people in your life are not, um, black or, you know, they aren't, uh, young people, you know, of color, still let's have a conversation because, everybody's taking in all of this information and we don't want them to, um, to bottle it up, to, to keep it inside. We want to give them the space so that we can validate where they are and that we can tell them what the Lord says. Um, I know it's coming close to, to a break. Um, but Latrolla, when we come back, I want you to talk about this because young people already are dealing with, um, you know, who am I going to be? Who am I? Who has God made me to be? What am I going to do? You know, with my life. Um, they already have that stress and those big questions um coming down on them. And then I believe that this racism is just adding another layer. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, do I need to change who I am so that I can achieve the things in life that I you know, want to achieve. I know that the Lord has a calling on my life. I'm just now trying to figure out what that is. And now this is coming, you know, at me as well. So um, I want, I want you to speak to that when we get back, but let's take a break and we'll be back in just a minute.
0: Heart, Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Welcome back
1: to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. We are having a great conversation with LaTorla Jones. LaTorla has joined us on the show before, um, so we're so excited to have her back. Um, we and I really believe Latorla that our conversation is today is giving other um, adults just permission and 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 more information so that we can have conversations with the young people and young adults in in our lives and when when before we took the break I I asked you I, you know could because I don't want this time to be another source of an identity crisis um, for our young people. Um, Our young people are already trying to answer these huge questions about their lives and trying to figure out who they are. Mm -hmm. And then seeing this, seeing racism played out on the TV um, right now, I believe is just another source of them saying you know, okay, um, do I need to change who I am to fit into another mold? And I believe that that's happening no matter what race the Lord has created you. Um, and so I I really want, um, I really want to hear what, what you think about that. Is this yet another source of, um, I, that that's contributing to identity crisis for our young people?
2: Um, I, I think it definitely adds um, another layer, as you said, um, to it um, because it um, begins to deal with the value that is placed on lives. Um, Specifically um, in this time, what what value is the world telling us um, that is placed, that they have placed or that is placed, society places on um, Black um, lives? And so when we look at that, um, we've got to start having a conversation in a way that we can get to say and get to encourage our young people that um, you're valuable. And so that whole um, disvaluing of lives, um, that doesn't work with you. And so you begin to encourage, you begin to. Um, build up, you begin to let them know where their value comes from. And I think it doesn't just matter, um, or I won't even say it doesn't just matter, but this conversation is not just for uh, Black individuals. This conversation is for every single individual in the world, because what, what is being communicated is that there are different values placed on different people. And that is um, opposite of what God says. That is opposite of what the word of God teaches us. And so in our conversations, if we can get to the point, even if uh, you're not black, even if your child or your young adult that you're talking to is not black, um, have a conversation with them and talk about, well, what is, what is this t- teaching you about the value of people? And see what their answer is. And then hopefully after you have that conversation, start talking about well, well what do you see your value is in living in this world what is what is your value do you see yourself as valuable um and then have those conversations so you can build up your the person that you're talking to the individual um that is in your space
1: yeah that is so important um that's so important because the last thing that we want is our to to think that in all of this that they're taking in that they aren't valuable and or that other people in their friend circle aren't as valuable, you know, right. as, as, as them. Um, because honestly, if, if you, if if we look at scripture and what the Lord um, says, uh, to us about our lives is that number one, um, we can take every care and every concern to the Lord, and mm-hmm. as we humbly take these things to Him, He will hear us. He's, he he is a um a, a good Father. You know, He's a faithful mm-hmm. God. He will hear us, and He will give us the answers um, that that we that we search for. And Scripture tells us that over and over again that if you want wisdom, if you go to the Lord and say, "Lord, I love you. I am seeking your wisdom." He will, he will give you, give it to you. He will give you an answer. But also, um, the Lord tells us that we are the, the people who are, are are supposed to stand up for each other, Mm -hmm. that we are supposed to love each other. We are to look at it. The people around us, the people mm-hmm. that are sitting over there, people that we don't know, whatever, um, as our brothers and sisters in Christ, and yes. so um, therefore, if we see some things going wrong, if we see something that disturbs us in in a certain way, that it's our responsibility to 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 say something, um, and so so, Latorla, I. I you know, thankful that you are having those conversations, you know, with, with young people. Um, For, for us in, in our household, uh, I, I truly believe that um, in, at our dinner table, we do our best to point out the things that our young people do well. Mm -hmm. And so that they, you know, we, we, I don't think we can assume that we know that they know you know mm-hmm. these things. Of course, they're living their life, but um, w- one of the things that Naomi has has done in high school is she got she's getting her a cosmetology license, mm-hmm. and so of course she's a, you know she's an athlete also, but she got her cosmetology license, and so she you know is doing that and and excels at it, and I you know get my nails done by her and everything, and then we. Say out out of our mouth. You know, this is something. This is a gift that God has given you. This is a skill, another skill that God has has given you. And we want you to work at the skill, and we want you to, you know, do your best at it. But you do this well, and as we do that, that builds up her self esteem, and that builds up her confidence. And, um, you know, and and it's also a thing where she can. It's something that she can do for other people. She can serve other other people and so those conversations about value and about the skills and the things that young people do and have you know in their lives the things that that god has put on their lives it's important for us to um to tell them and physically say it don't worry about sure. if you think they already know what right they do well go ahead and say it because that builds them um up into who god has called um them to be yeah. it it it's it's it's, it's difficult. I really believe for our young people to figure out in life and all of these different things, they're so young to try to figure out, you know, what am I going to do? What, how can I serve people? How can I make a difference in society? And I think, um, in right now in 2020, the young people really want to do something huge. Mm -hmm. They want to do something huge. So these conversations are really, really, really important. Um, LaTorla, when you're having these conversations with people, do you get that same sense that young people want to make a
2: huge difference right now? They do. They do. They want to uh, make a difference and they want to be involved. Um, always, always. Um, one of the things that um, we have found when I say we, my, my husband and I, one thing that we have found is that they want to be encouraged. They want to be encourage. They know that they're going to, um, be, um, redirected if they mess up. Um, if they do something wrong, they already know that mm-hmm. if they have parents that are, um, involved in paying attention, they know that that's coming. That's, that's just a, a freebie. Um, but one of the things that we've heard that they want, that they desire, that they need is to be built up by those that are closer to them. For instance, their their mother, their father. Um, they want to know that they are loved by them. And I know many times, maybe because a child is in your home or because a young adult is close to you, that you think they already know it and you tell them, um, we've got to be creative in making sure that we're communicating that a lot. Because I hear um, the, the critical part. Um, that's what we hear is that um, parents are not um, uh, as encouraging, but they're more so uh, critical about different things. And I think that's because parents want to make sure that their kids are headed in the right direction and going in the right direction. Um, but if there is one thing that you could do because they are um, going to make a difference like they want to do that. And I think God has wired them, especially this generation, to do something Um, important to impact uh, this world for the better, Um, we need to spend more time encouraging them. And when they mess up, yes, redirect when you you need to, but they've got to feel that you have their back. They have to feel that they are capable and you have faith in them. And I think that um, when you train them up in the way that they should go, um, that is the direction um, of the Lord. That is, however the Lord says that that child needs to be um, uh, reared, um, hopefully you're seeking the Lord on that, parents. Um, but in you're doing all of that, do not spend so much time on the redirecting that you um, you take away their light, uh, that you take away their joy. Um encourage them so much so that they know from home that they're valued and their value supersedes what anybody could ever tell them. Like they've got to get that um, from you parents. Um, and so that is my prayer. That is uh, my husband's prayer as we hear that. And I hear that in different arenas, not just the church, but even in education, in the classroom. Like I hear that. Um, they they talk about the stress and the parents with education. And so they just want to be loved. They want to know that you are with them and that you value them as much as you want them to go in the right direction, that you value them as individuals.
1: Yeah, that's good. I th- I think that we are parents, you know, we are the f- and, and adults, because there are always young people around you, um, even if you don't have children in your home. I think we are the first um, the first source of teaching our young people that they are valuable. Um, no matter you know, who who God's created them to be, the first thing I really believe that they need to know is that they are valuable. They are valuable to us. They are valuable um, to the Lord. And then they can move on with that confidence and think, you know, okay, even if I mess up a couple of times, I know that the adults, the people who really are, are close to me and that matter to me, find me valuable and that, you know, they can always
2: pick up the pieces and, and, and keep going forward. Um, Carla, um, one, one other thing we talk about the parents, but also, um, what, what I think the church needs to know is that young people, um, young adults, uh, youth children, they need to know that the church values them Mm -hmm. during this time. Um, of everything that's going on, one of the questions that's come up is, what is the church doing? What is the church doing to stand up to the injustice? What is the church doing to stand up to racism? And really the question is, um, for um, those uh, that are of color, that are black, is that how is the church letting the world know that I'm valuable in the skin that I'm in, what is the church doing to let the world know that I'm valuable? And so they're looking, they're watching, they're listening. Um, and so it's important that the church, um, stands up and does what it needs to do to let the young people know, to let, um, really the world know the value that they place on lives, especially lives that are, uh, dealing with the injustices today, um, that our community is dealing with. Um, and so I hope that, that, um, then not just the parents, but also those that are in the church, the church leaders, um, the church members, um, the universal church, that they would take the opportunity to, as Ephesians 5 says, uh, to walk in the way of love. Right. And it yes. also says that live as children of the light and find out what pleases the Lord, having nothing to do with the fruitful deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. So like the role of the church. Is to have nothing to do with the darkness and to expose it. And so the young people they want to see the church um, stand up. And so they're listening to us. They're they're wondering what are you doing to show that I'm valuable because I need to hear that from you um, more than I need to hear it from the people in the world. Mm-hmm. Makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah that that really does make sense. Yeah, thank you for saying that because um, this this is this your words are convincing all of us that we all have a role in this. So none of us can sit back and say, you know, it's not it doesn't really have anything to do with what's going on in my home, so I have no role and I don't have to it join is. the conversation. We all have a we all have a role in this. I mean, the last thing we want is for one of our young people or or young adults to think that some want want even you know, one of their friends or somebody in their life (laughs) isn't valuable. We, you know, we, we wouldn't want that. Um, and, and, and so, you know, thank, thank you for that Latoura. I had a conversation with, um, a friend of mine who, um, her son went to one of the peaceful protests and, you know, there's, there's, you know, the added concern because COVID-19 is still, you know, here. And we, we want all of our young people to be safe. But in the end, she said, you know what, if you're going to go, I'm going to go with you because, um, I understand your passion and I understand that the church has to be on the forefront of this. And I, I want to do my part to say that, you know, all lives are valuable. I want to do my part, you know, for that. So she went and, um, that it was all young people. She said it was all 20 year olds there. And she said she thought, okay, where are the other 50 year olds, the 40-year-olds, the you know, where where are we? Why why would we not think that this is a part of the thing that the church you know, should do. She goes, I understand COVID-19. And she said, I had my mask and I had my hand sanitizer and I kept giving it to my son, you know, so that he would sanitize, you know, and he had his mask as well. Um, but she had that same, you know, that, that same message. She was like, we must all join this conversation. We cannot let this, you know, go by. We can't let it, um, continue and and ultimately she wanted her son to know i value your opinion you know i value what um what you feel like the lord is leading you to do and so i want to join you i want to give you the message i want to send you the message that um i understand that god is tugging at you you know with this and you want to go out and and do something and so i you know, I want to join you. So um I I kind of want you to to say something, Latorla, to um everyone of of the older, you know, the our 40s and 50s who feel like, okay, if the young people are going to join this, that's okay, but it's going to be them, you know. Mm-hmm. What, what yeah. So what what would you tell the adults um to spur them on? to join this conversation with, with, you know, with our, with our young
2: people? Um, so Ephesians five is like on my heart today. And, uh, I just encourage the, the listeners to at some point, um, take a look at it, but this is, um, I got to read it. So five, I'm going to start at 12, 13, maybe. And then I'll read 14. So it says, um, well, eleven have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. So you said, what would I say to those um, older? Uh, Wake up sleeper, (laughs) rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. So make yourself available, get involved in the conversation, make yourself available and, and just allow Christ to speak through you. Um, the wisdom, the guidance, I think the knowledge, um, and the love, um, is in you through Christ. And so allow yourself to be in a place where Christ can shine. Like if you at home in your, in your own space and you never move outside of that, then where is the light shining? in your home. We need to see your light, um, outside of your home. and so, and I know we have social media and things like that. And I know people are reaching out, um, the same thing. We need to make sure that the light that we shine is, is, uh, is Christ because everything else is not light. And so when we're on social media, we need to be shining light.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I I appreciate that. (laughs) I appreciate that the world really is looking at us and and looking at what we are saying and and what our response is. And social media is a, a big platform. And and I've always said and and I, and I understand, you know, about sharing too much or you know things like that on on social media. But that is a place where you can uplift people, where you can share the love of Jesus Christ. You know, is, do it there because people that is an avenue that people look at and people are looking at what is your message Mm -hmm. um i am huge about what is your message i think that's one of the things that i really care about that we send the message that um, we love people Mm -hmm. and we love people because the lord has loved us and because he's made made the ultimate sacrifice for us therefore we go out in love and Mm -hmm. um I think you know this this conversation is a huge platform that we can join and say, listen, the Lord has created all of us and he he and I know this truly, truly, truly breaks his heart that that the human beings that he cared so much for enough to give his life um, on on the cross. That he gave the ultimate sacrifice for us, and now we are okay with being apart. That we're okay with segregation. We're okay with, you know, um, some of our brothers and sisters not being valuable as as others. You know, that's that. that truly, 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 I'm sure, you know, breaks his heart. So, LaTorla, I know that um, there are some things that both of us are are doing that you know things that we have coming up um i plan to have some conversations on every heart every woman um facebook mm-hmm. and really video conversations where we can um where we can just shed a light on all of our brothers and sisters and the good that everyone is doing and give give kind of a space for people to see beyond the veil of um, each other's lives so that we can learn about each other and care, care Mm -hmm. for one another. And LaTorla, I know that uh, Flames of Passion is coming up uh, for you and I'm on the planning committee for that. Um, So let us know how can we get more information about Flames of Passion?
2: Uh, You can get more information about Flames of Passion by visiting um, our website Mm-hmm. And you can also uh, visit, let me give you the website. It is www.flamesofpassionwe.weebly.com. Yes.
1: And so Flames of Passion is, we are in our, I'm going to say seventh, eighth year, maybe? Yes. Okay. And so... um it is a group of women who who gather for the weekend, and this year we're going to do it via Zoom. But we're going to gather, and um, and we get teaching, and we get encouraged, and we get, uh, and we are able to also join in conversation. So I encourage people to um, to look for the information about Flames of Passion, and we'll put that on our on our social media, Latorla. Um, yes,
2: August eighth, August eighth, we will have our event via zoom. Okay. Live, So more information will come. Wonderful.
1: Well, Latola, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we truly appreciate your time and we appreciate the wisdom uh, from the word, from the biblical wisdom that you have uh, shared with us today. Well, everyone, um, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries. Go to loveministriesbills.org for all of the great information about Love Ministries. You can go to Carlanivens.com for the information about what the Lord is doing um, in in, uh, our ministry, the ministry that he's given me. Everyone have a great week. We will see you back here next week.